Hello everyone, this is Deborah Rue and today is Access Chat and Neil is out digging holes again because he just moved in that new house and Antonio was traveling. So, uh, so it's just me today, but I have two amazing guests. So we're going to have a great conversation and then Neil and Antonio can join us on Access Chat when uh, Keaton key to enable joins us. So today our guests are joining us from the UAE and um, Jose is joining from Abu Dhabi and Isha is joining from um, Dubai. And and what I'm going to do instead of butchering their names, since I'm so famous for that, like calling Jose, no, Jose is I'm going to let Jose actually introduce himself. So Jose, Tell us who you are and a little bit about what you're doing, and then let's turn it over to Isha. Okay, thank you so much. So my name is José. Uh, I'm from Brazil, <laughs> and I graduated in electronics and in business administration, but I always liked to sell. And that's what I'm doing here. But, but before that, uh, that, of course, you will understand a little bit better, uh, I decided to start together with some uh, other friends a company that would enable, you know, people with disabilities, children with disabilities, students with disabilities, and learning difficulties to uh, have a better way to access technology, to learn more. So I came to Abu Dhabi, but this is another story. Let's. Hear I was about say, Isha. Right. But you're from Brazil and now you're yes. in Abu Dhabi. And yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that part. So, Isha, let's hear from you. Well, hello, everyone. Um, so my name is Isha. I'm originally from India, but I was raised in the UAE. Um, I did my education here as well. Uh, so, my qualifications lie in psychology. I'm a behavioral therapist and I practiced ABA for about 12 years. And four years ago, I stepped into entrepreneurship, and that's how I met Jose. And then we joined forces, and we're here together for Keto Enable. And so, let, let's do this because I forgot to do this. But let's do a quick visual description of ourselves for anyone that might be listening to this and can't see us. So, I am a, a Caucasian woman, a white woman with gray and purple hair, and I have on red and black today and red glasses. And Jose, let's give us a this quick is verbal. very difficult, you know, for a Brazilian to describe himself in English, but I would do it. So, I have gray hair. I am very white. I have beard. I'm using a uh, blue glass, and I'm using also uh, phones, uh, iPhone phones, and I'm using a black T-shirt. Amazing. Very good description. <laughs> good job, Isha. So for um, everyone out there, I am. Uh, I have dusky dark skin. And um, I have black hair and I've kind of styled it to the left side with one side, you know, hanging to the front of my shoulders. I'm wearing a black color T-shirt and I think I'm the most zoomed in out of the other two on the screen today. (laughs) And I would add that she's very beautiful, but just a women, women talking. So, um, all right. So. I I will say we are very proud at Billion Strong that you are one of our global partners. And I know we're really proud at Rue Global Impact to be working with your team. But what is key to enable? Let's talk about that. What, what, you know, is key to enable just in the UAE? Is it in Brazil? Is it in India? So who wants to hand that to you first (laughs) answer that (laughs) okay thank you Risha Uh, so it always started in Brazil we have a friend his name is Gleison he was born in cerebral palsy and his brain was very well stimulated because his mother believed that he could learn together with other peers he could go to the school he could he could do whatever he wanted and that what happened so he graduated in computer science using at that time, I had pointer, and it took him almost eight years to graduate, but he did it. And the, the final uh, 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 document, the final report that he did was about a solution that he created 
he's non-verbal, uh, and he wanted that solution to be like everywhere. So together with him, we developed uh, the first part of the solution that we call KeyX, that is a keyboard uh, and a mouse in a different way. It has like nine colors, uh, nine colored buttons, and it uh, works with combination. And after that, we created many other accessories. We created an educational platform, and we have been seen and witnessing uh, many success stories because children uh, with physical and motor disabilities are now able to express themselves, to use technology, and if you can use a computer, you can do whatever you want. And of course, it didn't uh, finish there because uh, with this technology, we met so many uh, uh, unbelievable uh, people like you, Deborah, like Isha, and now let's Isha talk because it's her part when she <laughs> met us here in Abu Dhabi. Yes, so um, Jose and I met almost about three years ago, and um, at that time I had I was running actively my own startup, and it was one of the first platforms. Um, created globally for people with disabilities to find equal job opportunities. And um, that was quite a success. And we were, Jose and I were both in the same uh, cohort of the first ever social impact incubator that was actually launched in the Middle East, uh, sorry, in, in the UAE uh, from Abu Dhabi. So that was really, really um, a fun start because, you know, passionate individuals like us and who've been working, you know, for so many years, you know, serving these individuals, not about serving them, but particularly helping them find a different technique in becoming more independent and acquiring other skills. Um, I was very concerned personally that where do these individuals go after that? You know, where are those inclusive and equal opportunities where they can practice all the skills that I've been able to teach them? And that's what inspired me to get into entrepreneurship. So once um, my startup was, was a little more established and, you know, we wanted to prove the concept. So we hired a person with disabilities uh, in the position of a director. And now she's running the show and she's the best advocate for it. And the founders then decided to go and find other challenges. And that's when Jose and I would see each other from, you know, the other side and he'd keep waving at me and he'd be like, okay, it's time now for you to come and join us. And I, I didn't hesitate because I believed in the solution so much that, you know, key to enable, you know, brings to the table. So with our solution as well, um, although we first, you know, it was conceptualized by somebody who understood the pain from within. Um, and you can only imagine how using a head pointer, um, you know, to access, you know, an, a classic keyboard or sorry, a rather a laptop how difficult that would be. I mean, if you can just imagine, how do you usually um, type the at symbol? You need to press two keys, right? You need to press the shift button and then the number two, right? <laughs> so that was really difficult for people who had, you know, restrictive, um, you know, lim or had limitations to do that. So when we first designed it, it was purely for people with motor and physical um, difficulties. And when we actually introduced it into the rehabilitation centers, what we started to notice was a lot of people with cognitive differences, which is drawn to it because like Jose is showing you on the screen right now, he's holding up the keyboard, which has, you know, a lot of symbols and colors. And that was something that was an engagement factor and a curiosity factor for these lovely individuals to actually engage with the keyboard. And that allowed them to, you know, um, be curious and see what these functions did. And, you know, it, it motivate, motivated them to start learning. And that's when we started creating, that's when we created the educational platform. But primarily, yes, um, that's how our journey began and I realized that I've started with my personal life and I've gotten into all about key to enable but that's how it always starts. Well I think that is what it is because what's interesting about our industry is people are always curious why you join our industry. Are you yeah. like me? Are you a mother with uh, my daughter is 35 with Down syndrome? Are you why or why did you join our industry? Are you maybe you have no uh, disability lived experiences, but you know that the world should work for everyone. So I, I think it's fascinating to learn why we come into this industry. And once again, how we support each other, because 
we are we have to help each other. So it, it, I am fascinated that y'all did it in the UAE, that you're located in the UAE. I know you're not doing it just in the UAE because I know we're talking to you about other parts of the world as well. And you already mentioned Brazil, but um, how has the UAE really accepted this? I know that they're very focused right now on um, people of determination. That is the language that they're choosing to uh, use. But how are how is it being accepted? I think that was a need for it. I'm I'm so sorry. Just say, you know how passionate I am. I'm going to (laughs) just steal all the questions. But (laughs) you know what? Um, But just just to, since I've started already, um, UAE, I think, has been one of the best platforms or the epicenter for that, you know, catalyst of change for the MENA region. Um, They've made it look like it's been there, you know, forever and being such a young country, especially, right? And it's it's beautiful to see how, you know, the the Department of Community Development has been, you know, pushing so strong for it, putting out strategic plans, initiatives, you know, reaching out to private sectors to come together to do something more. Um, and the people, the community has been waiting for this change. And especially, I would say, since 2018, after UAE hosted the Special Olympics, um, it changed everything. And we're so happy that happened. In my case, um, it happened so fast because we were in Brazil doing our job, uh, going to schools and rehabilitation centers, learning with teachers, learning with the, the professionals, because um, I think that a solution will never be ready. Uh, we always have to build more features. We have to learn uh, with the, the mistakes and things like this. So I applied to a competition that was happening here in the UAE uh, in 2018. Uh, it was the first time that I was actually trying to, to, to go to to this part of the world. Uh, I have only explored, you know, Latin America, like the USA and Canada. But then we applied for this competition uh, and we won um, amongst 800 startups. Wow. Uh, and it was really an eye-opener. And I, I was really wondering if I could stay here. And then in 2019, we were selected again for uh, the first a social impact incubator, and that's when we met. And because of that, I am here since 2019, because oh. actually in the UAE, uh, we, we have been experiencing uh, many things that uh, we were not in Brazil. Things in Brazil continue going very well, so yeah. I didn't just move and, and then stop it. No, we have a team there, and they are building and executing and doing uh, whatever they need to to make it happen. Um, that's exciting. That's exciting. I have found that the people of the MENA region, the um, Middle Eastern, Northern Africa, they are really, really, uh, really focused on true inclusion. They're working really hard. We see uh, some, I think they're doing some of the hardest work in the world. So I'm very impressed with what we see in that those regions. So it's not a surprise, but I know yesterday I was talking to Isha and she mentioned something yeah, we're going to totally embarrass you now, Jose. But she just mentioned something that thought, I thought was really cool, that when you you have some kind of golden ticket or something, uh, I know I'm saying it wrong. Isha, remember what you the said? Golden visa. The golden the visa. That it does, absolutely. I want yeah. a golden visa. Wow. I want a golden visa. <laughs> a golden a visa. Very interesting visa. Today I received an uh, email um, because usually what happens is other parts of the world, for example, for Brazilians, okay, uh, and for other nationalities, uh, we, we we cannot just go and work. Uh, it's, it's very difficult. Okay. Uh, so what the UAE is doing is they are trying to bring uh, this, uh, you know, uh, experts mm-hmm. here to the region. And the way that they, they are trying to do this is Okay, if you are an engineer and you have a very interesting story to tell and you can aggregate something to, you know, to, to our country, so come and we will do everything that is possible for you to, to stay here. So wow. it's a golden visa. 
He's being humble. I know he because is. Because the golden visa is given to a very select few people who make an actual difference in the community or for the economy of the country. I mean, right now, um, they've not made it that accessible, but, you know, laws are changing for more mm-hmm. individuals to have it. But the first few individuals to receive it um, is because they're making a tremendous impact in the community. So, yeah. Yes, just say it's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want a golden visa. So that that's cool. But um and I love your sense of humor too. We may as well have fun if we're gonna do this work, you know. So ask ask me again why all we started. Ask 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 again. (laughs) So why did you start this? Wow. I started because of music and Which is beautiful, why it actually, happened. Story. Yes. The story started, uh, I, I used to sell computers, I used to sell technology, I used to sell like everything to the government, to, to, to companies, private sector. And it was like buy and sell, buy and sell, you know, nothing was happening there instead of that. And a friend invited me to create uh, something that would change the world. And I said, oh, let's go. Let's change the world. How can we put this together? And then he said, well, we can change the world by teaching children the theory of music. And I said, huh? Okay, I like music. I I, I, I used to be a, a, a pianist. No, not pianist, but actually a keyboard player, you know. Yeah. And I, I wanted to understand a little bit more. Then he... Uh, he taught me a lot of things that if you really um, have this, this, the possibility in early childhood to teach theory of uh, music theory to a child, you can change her, uh, his brain, you can change that soul, you can change everything. Actually, there are a lot of studies about that I didn't know. And then we created... Uh, what we call, um, uh, at that time, it was in 2007, 2007. We, uh, it was v- very ahead of our time, but we created the first uh, solution to just connect uh, a keyboard, wow. a piano keyboard to the computer. It is still alive today. And we were teaching children music and we discovered many beautiful stories behind this. And what happened was they invited me to go to an orphanage and there was like 300 children with disabilities inside this orphanage. And when we put the solution working with those children, I can't believe until today, it was like something that I remember. And and then I decided, Hey, I, I need to do something. It was around 2008. We started and then we met Gleason that had that beautiful story. And this is how it started. So I gave up doing what I was doing to do uh, Kitchen Enable. Yeah. So in other words, you followed your path because we're here to make a difference. And um, when my my chief accessibility officer, Rosemary Musashio, who's so talented, she was born with cerebral palsy and she's nonverbal. And so she uses a head pointer and she's really good at it because she's been using it so long, but she also supplements it with a whole lot of other things, including, you know, uh, different keyboards. But to be honest, what she uses the most, which we hate is uh, she has just a manual board. And so she goes to, she, if she gets in trouble and she has to go to the hospital and they don't remember to take that board, but she's been using it a long time. Right. So mm-hmm. There are devices, but I think that the one thing that we're so fascinated about what y'all have done is it just seems like it has so much more functionality. So it's yeah. not just for, it is not just to replace somebody's voice. It is not, I mean, there are things it does, but that I, I know that when Richard, my partner was looking at it, he's like, oh, wow, this could help corporations so much. This is really ingenious, really ingenuous. It, okay, that's the wrong word. I couldn't say the word. Genius. Thank you. Me and my <laughs> dyslexia. Yeah, we it, it can always say the words. But um, so tell us more really about what it is, because I think what people will think if, if they're from maybe the States or the UK, we've seen devices like we, we've seen device tools like this. And so what we'll probably do is we'll think it's what we've already seen. 
And I don't believe that's true. I think it's much, much, much more robust. And I know we're really excited about it. And I also love how you've also dabbled into the metaverse with what you're doing. So, I mean, there's so many ways that we love what you are doing. I think you're, well, I really look forward to introducing you to so many people because we need y'all, really need y'all in these conversations. So I'll let y'all decide how you want to handle that. Who wants to take this? <laughs> Just say. Explain it, Isha. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, so our keyboard um, that we've developed. Okay. So now again, I'm going to take you back to your classic keyboard that's in front of you. All right. So for the viewers, look at your keyboard really quickly. Um, you have 144 keys. All right. So now just imagine somebody with, you know, uh, motor disabilities, all right. Or people who have quadriplegia or paraplegia. Um, it's very difficult for them to, access the keyboard at all. But what about those individuals who may have suffered from stroke, who have had seizures or may have stimming um, with people, a lot of people with um, cognitive differences may have associated issues with fine motor difficulties. So for them to be able to manipulate the keyboard is really, really hard. Yes, yes, Jose is bringing up Colibri, which is my favorite as well. We'll come to that. So the keyboard that we've kind of designed is so that you can access the computer just like you would any other time using a classic keyboard. And it also has a mouse function. Um, so like we had mentioned, it's particularly for people with motor dif difficulties. Now for more restrictive motor and physical difficulties, we developed, like you can see on the screen right now, Jose is wearing eyeglasses and he's connected this little device on the frame of the eyeglasses, which actually detects uh, motion. So for instance, if there was a person who was um, who had paralysis neck down and had head movement or neck movement and could, you know, blink their eye, they would also be able to now use the laptop or the computer. Again, when we talk about digital, digital devices, we're even talking about your everyday phone. We're even talking about your smart TVs. So we're really bringing accessibility to these individuals, right? And more than accessibility, something that is really close to my heart is the independence, having autonomy. Right. Now, one of my favorite stories is when we enabled an individual with this um, device, one of the first things he actually said to us is, finally, my mom is not going to put the Titanic for me again. I can go to Netflix myself and pick a movie of my choice. Uh, that was so endearing. And then there was another case who actually told us that I really like this girl, but I don't want to ask my mom to tell her that I'm thinking of her. <laughs> You know, and do you actually imagine how important your privacy, autonomy, independence is, you know? And then the pandemic, that's when it was really highlighted that how much, you know, for granted we do take the internet, connecting with people, <laughs> our laptops, our mobile phones, and all of that. Can you imagine how disconnected these individuals felt? You know, because they were not able to go to their schools or classrooms or those places where they actually felt like they could connect with individuals. Now they're at home. How do you do that? So it, it, it really brought to light how important it is. And then, of course, when you think ahead and how classrooms are changing completely digitally, do you, I mean, these individuals feel left out because kids today are using their iPads for homework. They're using their laptops for research. How do you help those individuals? Do they want to feel left out? What about all the cool, fun games online, right? Yeah. So it's also for gaming. So again, the device that Jose was wearing, the eyeglasses, it's called Colibri. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love the visual cues I'm constantly getting from Jose. <laughs> um, so now you can explain why this is happening. Okay. Right. <laughs> So, okay, so I think we've covered motor and physical difficulties, and now we're going to talk about cognitive differences, right? So our keyboard, um, like I mentioned, when we first took it there, we had a lot of interest from these beautifully gifted individuals, people with autism or Down syndrome, ADHD, and so on. But if you remove the mask for a second, Jose, I just want to, you know, tell the audience that for 
for some individuals with cognitive differences, that can be overstimulating. There's too many little numbers, digits, um, letters. So again, what we did was we developed the mask. And you see how easy it is to just put the mask back on there. You take away all the stimulation so that you're kind of preparing this individual to get used to it. And slowly and steady when they're ready, you can start, you know, uh, putting half of it or full of it, you know, remove the full mask and so on to expose the rest of the features. But when you put the mask on and you connect it to our educational platform, you can actually help these individuals by creating these really super cool tasks completely, I mean, based on their curriculum, whichever level they are. So we've literally had as simple as what shape is this all the way up to geography and chemistry lessons that have been um, put up on the platform. Exactly. So that's super, super fun as well. So it's really for everybody else. And um, our educational platform, so you have uh, two types of things that the educational platform does. One, like I said, learning tasks, teachers can curate it, parents can do it. You can do it, you know, with the siblings, whoever has time can actually sit and make those tasks for your loved one. And the other aspect of it is, um, you know, alternative communication. So people who are nonverbal, again, connected with our device. <laughs> um, Jose is showing you everything on the screen right there. So they can actually build uh, a sentence, um, just like your classic, um, you know, ACC, uh, AAC, augmented alternative communication um, devices. Um, but what I love about Expressio or our solution is, again, I don't mean to bore you, but a lot of no, these. No, this uh, is interesting. This is very interesting. And our audience will love it. They, they, we're all a bunch of nerds about this stuff. So <laughs> you've got your tribe listening. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. So um, as, as a therapist for 12 years, you know, what I've noticed is it's some of these softwares are so limited in their capacity where, for instance, um, if my client or my, my student, you know, we want to teach him to say that I want water. And I would rather use the picture of his own water bottle than pick one from what is available. So what you can do with Expressia is immediately take a picture, upload it in two minutes, and it's done. Not even two minutes, a few seconds. Also, you can pick any picture from, it's, it's integrated with Google search. So you literally just pick a, pick any picture you like. So those are the fun, cool features. And I don't want to bore anyone anymore with all of this stuff, but just say, please add if I've forgotten anything. Um, well, well, one of the things that uh, Isha just said uh, is that one of the teachers that we were talking to in 2017, she had the idea to build this mask. And then we had to uh, ask uh, uh, people from Mars because it was so difficult to imagine this, you know? <laughs> So engineers come with, I don't know, spacecrafts and everything, but we don't think about these simple things. So right. she did this with paper, you know? She did this with the paper, put yeah. all the, the, the holes here. And then when we saw, wow, she created actually another way of communicating. Because exactly. what she said was, okay, uh, but for those who we still don't even know that they know what is yes or no, what if if they know the colors or if they don't know the colors or how can we how can we have any response and then we assign the colors or the symbols to those uh, uh, tasks and activities mm -hmm. that I showed and they can answer by touching and then when when they do it wow we can do much more because if he's answering that let's teach this children, for example, I don't know, many, any subject. So that's one of the things that happened. And we are very happy with the help of the teachers and professionals. And, and I love the cool colors. And I know the kids must love them too. So I love the green glasses and it with the that's just cool that you're making it fun and cool, um, which is good for the kids. You know, it's just very important for the kids. Um, and I'm glad that you have included gaming in it because gaming is a very important part of a lot of children's lives and a lot of adults' lives. And that is how we learn. Aww. So two children, uh, they actually do Tell not have it. any disability and they are just playing with the keyboard because they, they like to learn. 
Right. Yeah. They like to learn it. And kids love learning in different ways. That's yes. why I'm fascinated with what you're doing. Tell jo Jose or Isha, you can tell us, tell the, for anybody that can't see the screen, what's happening. Yeah. So Jose's holding up his phone right now. And there's a video playing of two little girls, probably at the age of two and three years old. And they have yeah. the white mask that we were talking about, which takes away the other stimulation that's placed over our keyboard. And the children are just having fun interacting and pressing the buttons and, you know, um, the call to actions happening on their screen immediately. That's amazing. Why, why do y'all think education for all is so important? Why should we be helping these children? I mean, right now, I mean, maybe we just forget about them and then someday they're magically going to be in the workforce. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Sorry. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So as I mean, in my perspective as well, I think before I even so actually I started my education in dental surgery <laughs> and um, so while I was doing my rotations, um, I was looking for a part-time job. And at that time, I didn't even know what a shadow teacher was. And then I, you know, picked up the, the, uh, the phone and I called the ad, they were looking for a shadow teacher. And I asked them, you know, so what is this for? And they said the job was for, you know, um, a small autistic little boy who's nonverbal and he needs a teacher to just run through the tasks um, that he has. And I still remember so clearly, this is like 15 years ago, guys do not calculate my age. So um, 15 years ago or more, uh, probably when my first reaction was, oh, that poor boy, he's non, he can't talk. And, oh, he has hearing difficulties. This is so such a sad story. What am I going to teach him? I, I go there. Hmm. And I was blown away by this eight-year-old little boy. Um, he's nonverbal. He had hearing difficulties. Um, he was diagnosed with autism and he blew my mind. And mm -hmm. I just thought to myself, all it took was a small difference in technique. And this person can do probably more than I can do. That's when I fell in love with ABA. And ever since then, I mean, and that's when I switched my fields, I found my path and I became a psychologist and a behavioral therapist and I started working and every individual that I have worked with and, I'm, and I've worked with hundreds of students, I have never been disappointed. I have never been disappointed. They have, I'm having like goosebumps. It's crazy. Like I get emotional about this because of how much they have to offer and just one perspective of people who don't even know them and they're excluded or they're taught differently about, right. it's unfair. And, you know, they can do a, absolutely what we can do and there's no difference at all. I agree. And not only is it unfair to this individual child and their family, but it's also unfair to society because yes. what are we missing in society by excluding these brilliant children? Mm -hmm. Because that we are biological beings. I mean, it, yes. this is ridiculous. Sometimes our eyes stopped working. Sometimes we're born with an extra chromosome. It doesn't mean we're broken. It just means we need yes. to be smarter in society and let's not train all of our children in exactly the same way because we're all different and there's beauty in that difference there's such beauty in that difference so i would like to ask you i know you have worked really hard and i know also that like most companies that are trying to do good y'all have had some fun times with cash flow like everybody else in the world it's ridiculous i'm looking forward to society hearing about the companies like us that are trying to really, really make a difference. So one thing I would like to know, for, and I know that we love what you are doing and we are 100% partners, but what can the community also do to help Key2 Enable? What can we do as a global community to help y'all do what you're doing? Because it is very different. And another question I want to ask, even though I'm not exactly sure how to say it, is... I know that what you've done, once again, is bigger than a lot of the assistive technology or the augmented communications that are out there. And so one thing that I don't think I've done a good job of pulling out is how this is so much more robust than other things that we use with children today. So I know those are two really big questions, but I just wanted to say it so y'all could think about them for a second. But it I do know that what you're doing is very different, which is why, once again, 
um, you know, the UAE said, oh, no, 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 come here, come here and do this, please. We, we want you to start it in our country or really do it in our country also. So what did they see that maybe we're not seeing that we're just thinking this is assistive technology and I don't believe it is. Uh, you know, assistive technology is wonderful, but this has so many potentials. So let me start with the last question. Um, when I joined the idea to build this, I was moved by what I was seeing. And it, uh, because when I was young, I was not involved. I was not uh, there together with children, people, friends with disabilities. Of course, we knew one here or one there, but they were not there. And I can I have to say that Brazil is it's it's doing a great job because 30 years ago we have this uh, law for labor so each uh, 100 um, employees we need to employ five people with disabilities so in Brazil we although we have this I was not uh, seeing you know uh, these people there so I, I think. It starts with there because uh, it's wrong. I, I maybe they should have been inside my classrooms, inside uh, my school, or something like that. So I didn't know anything about assistive technology. I really didn't know. Right. But when I saw that, with my expertise, I could build together with someone that had a disability. I could help others, and it 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 uh, it, it was a business. Like okay, I can sell it. I can make uh, uh, this social impact. I can make this life easier. I said, why am I selling computers? Let, let me, mm -hmm. you know, focus on this. So I didn't know about what I was going to, um, uh, to actually to, to see when I started. And of course, everything is not so beautiful when we start. So what happened was... Uh, when we went to these schools and the rehabilitation centers, there were people that could use the solution, but they, could, they couldn't even touch the keyboard. Okay. So that's how things start. Uh, like, okay, do I give up? Or I, I only built this for those specific and niche market. And yeah, I, I could do it, but actually we wanted more. So how robust is it? We created like, everything that it's possible to connect almost 85% of all disabilities that are inside one school. So no one is left behind. Wow. When I say no one, who are the other 15%? Maybe uh, people uh, that uh, cannot see or right. people that cannot hear and they already have some other uh, assistive technology for them. Right. So that's it. So... Right. Actually, they can come on board also. And we also created something that uh, was uh, very special, that we can accept any other assistive technology that is already there oh. in the shelf. So we oh. can connect all of them here. Wow. So they are not going to waste and throw that other old assistive technology in the garbage. They can use it with our assistive technology. And when... We came up with the idea of the educational platform. What happened was, for example, in Brazilian schools, they had almost nothing. They had like uh, the 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 old school things. I I know that they work. They have they work very well actually because Glayson invented this, this and he yeah. and, and he used he the, went through the, the old the, school therapy. Oh, but what we wanted to do is to improve the lives of the teachers because instead of just Right. Teaching one or two, they can teach ten. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have been doing. So when you ask me about this, I would say that we try to make like this all-in-one, holistic, amalgamative solution that we have everything together, and it's easier for the teacher to learn from just one provider than like learning from many others. Wow. So this is one of the things. And Thank another. You. Thank key you. most important thing about the solution is that you can drop it. Nothing's going to happen. Oh. There are some individuals who <laughs> might have more force on oh, the keyboard. You're not going to crack it. And then there are also some individuals 
who just <laughs> in trainings, Jose walks around throwing the keyboard on the floor just to make a point. And I'm like, okay, Jose, let's not risk it. So, <laughs> oh, I appreciate and it. And at the same time, you can have the lightest touch. So it's touch sensitive as well. So it, it really is calibrated as per the person's requirement. And I think the key point of it all is the price point, right? So assistive technology is insanely expensive. Like what's the point of creating a technology to help someone when they can't even buy it? What is the point? And that was the first thing we did where we said, wait, if we're going to create such an amazing solution and it's accessible and we're claiming all of these amazing things, if people can't buy it, it's no point. Right. So yeah, we, we really considered everything, everything. Right. And I know some brands that uh, would love to step in and buy these for schools and be able to put their, you know, their brand associated with it. That's really cool. Uh, I know that uh, you have one more question to ask how we can help uh, to answer. But I also wanted to say, as you were showing it, and as Jose was um, trying to break it, this would also be so helpful for people like me that are getting older and that age into disabilities. I, I remember sitting next to a woman once on a plane and um, we started talking about what we do. And she's like, oh, my, my father just had a stroke and we don't know how to help him. We want to communicate with him. And the, it's, it, I think um, this lends itself to so many so many other things, including supporting. I know right now you're very focused on education for all, and we're so grateful for that. But we also feel that there's a real opportunity for like the Valuable 500, all these corporations that have come together and said, we want to include you. Because actually, just because you have a severe disability, it does not mean you can't add great, great value to society, as we all know. Stephen Hawkins might come, Dr. Stephen Hawkins might come to mind. So I, that is another thing that um, we want to help you do because this tool can help, you know, so many different people all over the world. Um, so then I guess we do come back to that other conversation. How do we help you? We have a lot of corporate brands that watch this. We have a lot of community members that are engaged in these conversations. We have NGOs, nonprofits, um, and we really like to get behind people that are making a difference. And I love what you are doing. I just love it. So I'm so happy you mentioned that, Deborah, because in Armenia, we're working with war veterans and oh, we didn't forget yeah. them. Oh, so yeah. what about those amazing individuals who have served their company, a country, and they've come back now. And it's hard for them to connect again, to find job opportunities, you know, and we're, you handed them this device and it's life-changing because you can just use Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, anything that you can imagine your, your computer does for you, right? And again, with Calibri, it's for those individuals. And I'm glad that you mentioned senior citizens because we're working with a foundation right now. It's still in its testing phase, but we're trying to see the benefits for people with Alzheimer's and dementia mm. associated with our device and the educational platform again. Yeah, my my husband just um, passed away from dementia. And as it took things away from him, this, this device could have been... Because what we tried to do as we walked this long, sad path, beautiful path, joyous path at times... I, I, my number one concern was being able to communicate with my husband and understand what did he want? He deserved that for me. So I wish I'd had that tool for him. It would have made the journey a little bit easier. And isn't that all we want for our loved ones? Um, we know we're going to walk tough journeys, but you know, what are we doing to help each other? So I know that I've kept y'all longer than 30 minutes because I love, love, love what you are doing. And I'm so appreciative that y'all jumped on at the last minute for us too. But um, how, what help do y'all need? You know, do you need, and I mean, really, do are y'all looking for investors? Are you looking for other countries to step up? Are you looking for corporations? I, I want y'all to get the help you want. So excuse me for talking for you, but, you know, and I'm going to let you answer this, Isha, because I know you're their, the chief visionary officer and you're due their MOUs. So Jose will let, um, <laughs> tell, what, what does our community do to really help y'all be successful? Because we want y'all to be successful, more successful. 
Yes, thank you, um, Deborah. First of all, it means so much um, for us that you're standing by us and you believe in us. And I think we were so um, involved in every single story and everybody's um, every everyone's life that we changed. We almost kind of forgot <laughs> about. All right, we need to really push it out <laughs> there now. All right, it's time. You know. Um, and we're we're still a startup, you know, and it's 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 a tough journey. Um, yes. And is. recently, we built this amazing uh, campaign called Pledge to Enable, where we said, you know what, what's missing is the teachers, right? The teachers are unable to have the right information about what's really out there that can help my children. So we took the initiative. It's our time, our resources. It's tough. It's tough. It's painful. We would love the support um, for people to at least help help our team be a little more sustainable so we can actually go out and do there and get the word out. Um, we would really love for, you know, people to be able to get an opportunity to run the pilot projects that we have. Um, it's all about numbers. Everything we do, we make sure that we have experts putting down the right numbers. We're okay that it doesn't work for someone. Um, we're happy to hear that. And if it's helping someone, great. Um, but yes, I think at the moment we we really want to want a little more support with that, so that we can run enough pilot projects in different regions to get the right data and then accelerate and scale. But just say please add to that. Being our CEO, you must. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, uh, working with companies, I think it's a very interesting thing because we know that uh, working with the governments it takes some time. So yeah. uh, here in the UAE, for example. Uh, they love what we are doing, but you know that they cannot like just decide uh, in, right. in in some minutes. Uh, everything has um, they they need documentation, they need everything. So sometimes it takes more time, and for a startup, it's very difficult if you need to wait for that time. Uh, in Brazil, of course, when we started, it took like the first took two years. So we were like. Uh -uh. Can I continue? Can I can I no, wait? So true. I will be able to. But when we did the first time, now the government is just acquiring because uh, there is no um, there there is no possibility for them to say no to something that others has have been experiencing. So we have now like more than six hundred and fifty schools using wow, like wow. thousands of uh, teachers saying what is happening with the children. But uh, I love the corporate part of this yes. because I know that they have to give back to society and we have, they have many ways to do this, uh, mm -hmm. no cleaning the ocean, uh, but why not, you know, trying to make visible what is now almost invisible. So maybe it's a chance for them, for example, to to see more success stories, for example, like Allison, he's like 12 years old and he was invisible inside the classroom and he's publishing comics. Oh, he wow. cannot speak. He cannot uh, use a pencil to put his ideas on paper, but he puts his ideas on paper using the Kiak. So the municipality is publishing his books uh, who is uh, helping him is uh, one of his colleagues to draw the uh, the, the comics. His, his friend so, helps him to draw the yeah. animation. And it's about a dog that helps children with disabilities. Aww. So why not have oh, some kind of beautiful <laughs> yeah, stories like this? It. Yeah. You know what? I, I know that I'm going to let y'all get off, but I want to say, I want you to say one more thing, though, that you told me that I thought, oh, I love this. Every single time you work with somebody, you're doing case studies. Yes. You have yes. Some great, great case studies to share. And also, will you mention the um, the agency in the UAE that's supporting you? Uh, the government agency. I, I mean, uh, yeah, just in case. Absolutely. And of course. Um, After you tell us how to connect with you as well, though. So go ahead. Of course. Um, we recently, you know, got a lot of support and... Um, Literally, they said anything that you need and let us make the right connections for you. And that is the Department of uh, Community Development, who literally are, you know, the custodians of who build a strategy for people of determination in, you know, the UAE, which is 
a huge win for us. Um, oh, and, yeah. and we're really happy because they're going to be able to connect us with individuals where we can run the pilot projects. And like Deborah was mentioning that, yes, so every every individual person or whether it's a large group of students, we ensure that we do a case study. So we have data regarding those individuals and how effective it was based on their primary diagnosis, based on their associated diagnosis. And then at the end of that, we kind of put together, it's all anonymous, of course, we, we don't use anybody's information. Um, this is just to understand the efficacy of the solution. Again, this is not an intervention or, re, you know, some form of um, therapy. It's just to prove that this is required. This helps these individuals. It's needed. Um, so, yes, so it's, it's, it's a great beginning. I mean, it's been a long time since 2018 here in the UAE and then the pandemic. And this year has been started on a good note, for sure. So I also somebody... have to... Yeah. Say, oh, sorry. I also have oh, to say gosh. thank you to the place that we are here that is called Hub yes. 71 inside Abu Dhabi uh, because they were the ones who selected us to, uh, to, to give us these incentives that uh, enable us to stay here for some time, uh, exploring the market, and also the first uh, social incubator that uh, the name is MAN. It means Ma'an. togetherness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, okay. That is so cool. That is so cool. So if somebody wants to get engaged, how do they find out more about you? Jose, www.kitchenable.ae. They can also reach out to Isha and they can also reach out to our team. We have Neil, we have Carla and here in the UAE, uh, Marcelo. That is my brother. <laughs> That's cool. So it's key to the number two enable.com? Yes, it can oh. be .com and also yes. .ae. Yeah. .ae. All right, cool. Yes. Cool. And we'll make sure that we include that as well. So thank you both. Thank you both for everything you're doing. That's what we like to do on Access Chat is let our world know what's happening. So thank you all so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care.